It's season 12. I'm just sharing my life, giving you what's happening. Maybe something inspirational, funny, something to know, something to discuss. You want to know more? Join me. I'm Lisa Waldron, and this is Go to Lisa Podcast. Hi, guys. Hope everyone's doing well. I sigh because I just did this segment and almost near the end, and then someone called and interrupted my recording. <laughs> so, anyway, let me jump right back into this happened. So guys, I was listening to another podcast, um, another podcaster, you know, like how doctors take care of people, but yet they also have to take care of themselves. So they see other doctors. I am a podcaster and I listen sometimes to some other podcasts as well. Right. So I was listening to this podcast. I forgot what the name is. Something ambition. I forgot. I'm sorry if I forgot. It's two ladies and um they were talking a little bit about reminiscing about teachers so i'm just laying down trying to get like a little nap but i can't cuz i have so many things to do <laughs> but just resting while i'm listening to them and um one of them was like yeah you know you know people remember all their teachers names and then the other host was like that's great, but she doesn't remember anything. So I'm laying down here listening and I'm like, yeah, that's me. I remember maybe one or two, maybe one to three, but guys, I am more facial. I'm more facial recognition. I can remember a face more than I would a person's name. And that's kind of bad, but that's how, that's how I am. Right. So then it had me thinking a memory came back guys about teachers and don't ask me why I have Mr. Pass. There's somebody called Mr. Pass in my in my life. And I don't know if it's this teacher or whatever. But here is a mystery that will never be solved for me. But it brought back this memory by me listening to that podcast show. About teachers and their names and everything. And here it is, guys. It's so strange. I have so many conclusions as to what the outcome could be. But here here it goes. So the way in New York, because I went to school in New York after we came from Jamaica. Um, so I went to so the way the school system is in New York, at least back then, I don't know what it is now, is that um you would have elementary school up until sixth grade, you would have junior high which is 7th and 8th grade, and then you would have high school, which is 9, 10, 11, 12, right? Florida and Georgia is not like that, and other states are not like Probably countries are not like that. So, But in New York at that time, in Queens, there was this um, Caucasian lady, very young, black hair, she had a little bit of meat on her, not fat, skinny or whatever, but you know, you can tell that she was young, Maybe it was her name, Mr. Pass. It's probably, maybe her name was Mr. Pass. Maybe it was her. But anyway, she was so gentle, so sweet. And the reason why she stuck out is because she was different from all the other teachers, right? But I'm not focusing on on that. Here is what happened. 
I can't remember if I was transitioning from elementary to junior high or junior high to high school. Whatever the case is, I was leaving one institution to go to the next, right? School system. Yeah. And so she was very nice. You know how kids would say, oh, who's your favorite teacher? She was definitely one of my favorite teachers because she was just fresh, you know, like when you're you're new and whatever. And it was just so pleasant because, you know, kids have so much going on in their home, going on at school. And just to have a nice teacher, um, you know, that's just, just caring and kind and nice, right? But here is the weird thing, the strange thing, guys is that I transitioned, and I don't can't remember what it is. I want to say I went to junior high, right? No, it may have been high school. I can't remember. But let's just say the teachers don't follow you. Let's just put that out there. Teachers do not follow the kids. The teachers stay at the school where they are working, okay? So one day, you know, you, you're going through classes or whatever, and I'm in the new school right now. And I'm passing to this class, and I don't know if I had stopped to talk to another friend or somebody, another classmate, and I saw the same teacher. And I was like, hi, let's just call her Mr. Pass for now, because I don't know why Mr. Pass is on my head right now, but let's just call her Mr. Pass. I was like, hi, Mr. Pass. And then she looked at me, and she was like, that's not my name. And I was like, what? And I was like, but you are Mr. Pass. She's like, no, I'm sorry. And then she was kind of like brushed me off to say that I didn't know like what I was talking about. So that I, being the talkative child that I was back then to some instances in my life, um, you know, I would say to my friends back then, oh my God, I can't believe that teacher is there. And now she's saying she's not that name or whatever. I found it so puzzling. And guys, that's one of the first few detective things. That's why I love mystery and detective. I wish I can solve that mystery, but I was just a child, right? And I didn't pursue it because I'll tell you why it gets even stranger and deeper. So I'm going on telling people, that has to be the teacher. She looks like her, everything like her. And I'm like, are you a twin? do you have a sister or something? She was like, no, 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 just forget it. Just forget it. I am not who you think I am or whatever. So then, um, I was in a class and I was so puzzled by this. I couldn't even concentrate. And this man teacher, he was a young guy as well. I remember what he looks like with his Afro and everything. Like I said, face recognition, I can remember. And, um, he was like, what's wrong? I was like, that teacher, she is the same teacher just like before. But why would she come here and pretend like she's not the same, you know, whatever. This is why I'm talking out in front of the class and the teacher. And they're all looking. And he was like, who? And I pointed and I told and whatever. Do you know, guys, that within a couple of days or maybe the same day, the same week, the teacher wasn't there anymore? And so I asked, I was like, where is Mr. Pass? You know, I did say the new name of what she was calling herself. And I was like, and the the same teacher that I told everything to in front of the class, he's like, oh, she no longer works here. The school year had just begun and she no longer works there. And I was like, 
oh my goodness, did I get this woman fired? Like what happened? That happened, guys, because I was like, so many things run through my head later, years later. I was like, she must have been a narc. She must have been undercover. And she must have been following me. (laughs) I'm just saying, I don't know. She must have been following me or somebody else or our class group that, that transitioned into the next group, somebody, something. And for her to change her identity... I thought back then it had to be she was hiding from a family and she, or somebody and she didn't want like an abusive husband or something. Somebody she was hiding from and she didn't want people to know. But it, it her looks, I mean, she, she could have thrown, I don't understand why she couldn't have worn a wig. Maybe she couldn't afford one or something. Maybe she didn't think that way. Or maybe she think that as kids we wouldn't pay attention. But here I am. And maybe that teacher said something to other teachers that questioned it. Why did she change her name or question her credentials? And that's probably why she left. I never knew what the outcome was. They just said that she left. And and the teacher that told us that she left was just brushing it off like, she's no longer here, so don't worry about it. There's more stuff going on. That's what he did say, that there was more stuff going on, but they didn't want the students to know. And I found that so puzzling and weird. Now, years later, I did find out that there were lots of Russian spies because she looks now that I'm older, if I had to categorize her into a race, I would probably say she looked a little Russian mixed with, she could pass a a little bit mixed with Spanish or whatever. I don't know. But I can tell it wasn't 100% American. I don't know. It was like the weirdest mystery. And I was like, what was her purpose? Why did she change schools, then change her name, and then pretended like it wasn't her? And then she had no idea I would have picked up on it and then made such a big deal about it. It was so puzzling. But that's what happened, guys. That's what happened. Now, on to this episode. Hi, everyone. I am Lisa Waldron, and welcome to this episode. It's a unique episode because it's going to be entitled, You're a Diamond. You're a Diamond. But it's also unique because it's around 4.30, a little bit after 4 o'clock. Yeah, like 4.37 in the morning. And I'm actually doing a a lavender lavender scented Epsom salt bath at 4.37 in the morning. Yeah, my knees have been... Like, I don't know, like acting up kind of weird. The same knee that I had surgery on has never been the same. Um, you know, I tell people it's the pain is much better than before, but now it's like a different kind of pain. But, um, you know, I'm just doing stuff that's going to help my knee and my body. So yeah, so that's what I'm doing, guys. But, you know, 
sometimes um, you're awakened and um, early in the morning, you know, having been up at four or five um, in like weeks now since I left my corporate job. Um, so it's interesting to get back up at this time. For some reason, I was awake at four o'clock. And right at four o'clock, I turned on the TV and I turned it to one of the Christian stations and the pastor, Jensen Franklin, was speaking. And apparently he has a new book. No, apparently he does have a new book called Acres of Diamond. And then he began to tell um, the couple that runs um, the, the Christian station, TBN, um, a backstory of why, of how Acres of Diamonds came about. And actually, it was a he said it was a verified story. And I just thought I would share it here on my podcast because I thought it was so interesting and to dig a, a little bit deeper. Now, I may not have it word for word like how he had it, but, um, but um, you get the gist of it. So basically, this was back in the 1800s, and there was a farmer who owned the land, and he owned a cabin, and every day, he would plow his field uh, morning till night, you know, just had the basics to go by, and just enough to provide for himself to eat. He didn't have a wife and kids. And, um, but every day he would get up morning, noon, and night, you know, every morning, early in the morning, get out there in the field, you know, and work it till sunset, you know, just work it because that was his land. That was his home. That's all that he had. And then one day, um, I think it was a stranger that came by and, um, was saying that, Hey, aren't you tired of um, living this life because you're not making that much and you're just, you can have a much better life because people in India right now are discovering diamonds. And um, you can have a much better life than what you're living in because everyone over there is going over there and getting rich. So then the farmer thought about it that night and just toss and turn, toss and turn. And then he decided that he would sell his farm, his cabin, everything that he had to go to India in pursuit of this diamond to make himself a better life. He gave his wife and um, kids enough money so they can live off temporarily until he came back. So he went to India. There was no diamond. He went to England. There was no diamond. Out of desperation, those are the key words that he used, out of desperation, because this is a true event, the man had nothing left and wrote a letter, a suicide letter, and then, you know, jumped into a lake and then he died. Now, the man that purchased that farmer's land uh, was plowing on the field. The same thing the previous farmer was doing, plowing day and night on the field or from sunrise to sunset. But then he noticed that as he was plowing, 
that he would hit these rocks and um, he would just toss them aside. So on one side you would see rocks and on the other side you see rocks. Now, you know, when I heard that part, I thought that was funny and interesting because when I mow my lawn, I see rocks, little rocks along the way and I actually gather all the rocks at some point and I kind of like build this little, um, this little, like a fire thing, you know, like I just put like all the rocks on top of each other in one specific area. And, and I did that since I bought the house, like thinking, okay, that's going to be like my little area if I wanted to like have, you know, like how they have campfires and people just sit around. So yeah, so that's like in the middle of my garden. So any kind of rocks I encounter when mowing the lawn, I too will just put it to the side. But the difference here is that the new farmer would just toss it along and um, they used to be black rocks and he would just toss it because sometimes it would sparkle um, when the sun would hit it. Then one day as he was plowing, he found a big black rock and he decided to just put it on his fireplace. So one day, um, I think it was the pastor that came over um, to welcome him and his family to the area. And as they were, you know, eating and dining, uh, you know, he saw the big sparkling rock um, on the mantle, the fireplace mantle. And he asked the new farmer, where did you get it from? And he said, it's out there in my field. There's a whole bunch of them. And the pastor said, I don't know if you know this, but that's actually diamonds. So they actually went and got it checked out and come to find out that the man was sitting on a, a field full of wealth and diamonds. Even to the point that it is assumed, or I think it's verified that the Queen of England has gotten a lot of her crowns. This was back in 1800. So the Queen at the time has gotten a lot of her diamonds in her tiara, in her crown, from this one particular area that carried all the diamonds because the diamonds were of truly value. And the, the one that the guy had in his fireplace, on his fireplace mantle, was worth twenty five thousand dollars in eighteen hundred. So twenty five thousand back in eighteen hundred would probably be like millionaire money. So can you imagine if you have a whole field full of them? So yeah. So because of its rarity and it was the biggest field of diamonds. Um, but the moral of the story is that. Um, the reason why um, Pastor Jensen Franklin decided to write the book is because he was talking about it afterwards to say that you just don't realize what you have. And a lot of people go to, you know, they leave their wife, their spouse, their, you know, significant other, their job, whatever the circumstances are, to go to another place because they think that it's green on the other side. And sometimes... People leave because they want to find, um, they want to find, um, you know, 
riches and stuff somewhere else. So then I started thinking um, about my situation and why I left my job. But before I could even finish my thought, he said that, yes, I understand that there's going to be situations where you have to leave because it's toxic. So in my mind, I was like, okay, um, because and you just have to leave. And sometimes you do need a change. And But there's going to be circumstances where we have to stay where we are. Uh, because the one thing about a diamond, even though the new farmer um, found it and thought it was rocks, is because with a diamond, it is so buried beneath the ground that it has to have pressure to release it, um, intense pressure to release it. So if we relate that to our lives, um, you know, with me, for example, having great pressure um, on me where I felt like my workplace that I worked at was just not the place anymore. And it was putting a lot of pressure on, on me personally, um, where I felt like um, I had to move on. And like I said to you guys before, I have no regrets, none whatsoever. I felt like I've, I've served my purpose. I felt like I was supposed to learn everything I was supposed to learn. And what he also said, um, the pastor, is that, you know, sometimes when everything is taken away or you've given up everything or sometimes, you know, then he, then he decided to talk about himself when he was younger and the isolation. Sometimes there's going to come a point in your life where it's just you and you're, and you feel isolated. And in that moment is when you're going to know God more. And it is so, so true. Okay. Because even though I decided to take like a month, a month and a half, a month and a half off after I left, it's just being quiet and just being the stillness of that moment that you begin to reflect, you begin to look forward, and most importantly, be present. And, you know, and as I woke up this morning, and what I do sometimes when I wake up, I just stay still for a couple of minutes and I try to listen to my surroundings. Do you guys do that? And just listen. By you practicing to do that, you know, it's like teaching yourself to listen. Um, listen out for God, right? So it's like I was sitting there for a couple of minutes and then I would say to myself, let me see what I can hear. There's no TV on or anything, just complete silence. Of course, I would hear my clock. And then um, my other clock. Then somehow I would hear people um, driving on the, the main roads near me. And that's like a couple of blocks. And, and sometimes I would hear the train and whatever else noise I would hear. And then I started thinking to myself this morning as I was doing that. You know when people die, they normally say before they die, the hearing is the last to go. And um, I'm not dying right now, thank God. Um, but it just makes you think about certain things and all things. And so, yeah. So the reason why I wanted to, to share that story that, that I 
heard at four o'clock in the morning is because we have to stop in the moment and realize that we are diamonds and to be thankful for the things that we currently have. We may not like it or we do like it or I, you know, I've said it over and over and over and over and over again that everything that's happening with the pandemic and everything is a wake-up call for people to come back um, either to their families, to God, um, or now I'm putting something on my leg because I want to shave my leg. <laughs> um, or whatever the case may be, um, but it's, it's to, to get back to what's important in life. And I think that the world was just going, getting out of hand, kind of. I think it was just all over the place. <laughs> and um, a lot of people have um, realized what's important. Um, and that's actually a good thing. So regardless of what's happening, remember that you are strong and that you are a diamond. Um, so if anyone is having like any self-doubt of who they are or what their purpose is or are they bringing enough value, you are a diamond, baby. Diamonds, like I mentioned before in that story, it's a rock. I don't know if you guys saw this movie. I think there was a movie called Black Diamonds or something. Um something like that. And I saw that movie years ago and I had no idea that um, when they were in Africa, the movie was based in Africa when they were like um, getting diamonds and killing for diamonds because Africa is one of the richest places that have a lot of diamonds. And um, you know, people may say that old saying, oh, you're a diamond in the rough. Because just like the story, it was presented as a rock, a black rock. And even in the movie that I saw years ago, it was also a rock. But you had to identify, you know, you have to know what kind of rock it is that holds the diamond. And even when they found the rock, just like what he was saying with intense pressure, it reveals the beauty inside of the rock. The diamond is hidden inside. That is the key. You have a diamond inside of you and it's inside and you just have to clear away the outer shell and bring forth the inner diamond that's going to shine where you have your own light to shine to other people when you see them. I think um, everyone is beginning to realize now that since the pandemic, a lot of materialistic things are not as important as um, people thought or people had to pivot real quick, especially in their businesses, to try to deal with their current circumstances and just by you knowing how to pivot and change so quickly shows that um you have the skills and you have the strength to do 
what's needed to do for you to um, survive, you know? And yeah, we may all think that, oh, you know, someone else's life looked better than our life. I've learned, I think I'm, I'm thankful that I've learned that lesson a long, long time ago, um, especially when I was way, way young, that you just don't know. Um, I'm not envious of anybody's stuff or anything like that because you've come to realize that you don't know how people obtain their stuff and you don't know their stuff is real and that's their thing and this is my thing you know and um yeah there's going to be some things that you like that other people are displaying and you're like oh that's so pretty oh i've always wanted to do that or you know how would that look or whatever um but yeah i've never been one to say oh my god somebody has it and i have to have it or whatever um i think i'm just grateful for I think we all just need to be grateful for where we are right now in our life, everything that has happened in our life, everything that will happen in our life is all a lesson and a blessing. And um, um, I was listening to uh, Cheryl Underwood um, on the Steve Harvey show. It was on my Facebook feed. And of course, if you don't know, um, she worked with Sharon Osbourne and they had like a big powwow over the whole Meghan and Harry interview and how um, Sharon was picking up for her friend. And I'll talk probably more about that in the next in the next episode, which is episode 10 to end season 12. But real quick, it's, um, you know, as she was talking to Steve Harvey and everything, she said, I learned, I, she said she got the blessing of the lesson. In other words, sometimes when you're going through something so bad or whatever, there is a blessing in the end. And sometimes we just, you know, have to remember who to put first, which is God. And this is what I'm saying to you guys that when I left my job, um, I'm sure I will work again. Um, it's just a matter of what I want to do and, um, still run my, my candle business as well and still take time to enjoy me and my life. Right. And, and those close around to me. But the point is that I'm a diamond. I think I've always known I'm a diamond. Isn't, I, I don't want to say always, but I want to say in my 20s, I started to figure out, this is my life. This is what's happening in my life. It's not anybody else's life. It's my life. And, um, and I just had to accept that. That this is my life. Um, see how it goes. This is who I am. But I had so much clarity since I left my corporate job. That particular corporate job. I've had so much clarity. Um, I'm sure there's more I'm supposed to be clear about. But one thing is for sure, I know my worth. I think I've known that, <clears throat> as a matter of fact, since since working this past corporate job. I think a couple of years in, um, you know, doing reviews and stuff for your annual review and compensation, you, you know, I had to write my own um, review because um, my job at the time was subjective. So it's not something that could be quantitatively measured. 
So you have to write out what or what you did and you know back then. And so a couple of years in, oh my gosh, when review time came, I wrote a book because this is all the things I did um, and where I showed value, where I contributed day in and day out, just like the farmer, you know, working it, working it day in and day out, feeling sometimes like it was a lot, feeling sometimes like, oh, I definitely want to move on, but I stayed. I stayed and I kept going and kept going and I learned and I kept going and I was frustrated and I was happy and I kept going guys, 14 and a half years of going and I had to go through that 14 and a half years journey. I had to because looking back at some of the things, you can't relive it all, but just take a glimpse back at it, at your past or whatever it is that you left and what did I learn, you know? How did I come over? What will I do better next time? And, uh, you know, like I mentioned in the last couple of episodes, is to put God first mostly in everything. Um, Not mostly, but in every situation, in everything. And sometimes just pause. Pause before you reply. Know your worth. Know that you're a diamond. Hold your head up high and know that you can accomplish anything and everything. This too shall pass. You know, I was thinking, uh, you know, it's 14 and a half years. You you know a couple of people. You probably talked well with a couple of people or, you know, but at the end of the day, you don't even remember. I was thinking about my past jobs before this one. There are a handful of people that I remember, but even people that I lived in the neighborhood, it, it seems like just a blank. So that's why it's important for you to just let your light shine when you meet people. Some lights may be dim, some light may be not there, but let your light shine. Stand for who you are. Be yourself. Don't be fake, but be yourself always. But remember that you are a diamond. You are a child of God. You are loved. You are blessed. You are wonderful. And when you think that you're plowing and plowing your field and nothing is coming up, you never know when it's going to come up. Maybe you're plowing it for your next generation. You just never know. You just don't know. You don't know what message or what your actions are doing. I do have to admit that a lot of my podcasts, a lot of my videos, especially on what to be drawn, I don't know if you watch it or listen to some sections of it, but it was like really, 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 really bad. Um, you can sense or hear or see how how angry I was, how, I don't want to say that wasn't a dark space, but it's kind of like it, it was there. It was like I was just not in a good area. Because even though I knew my worth, people were like still trying to make you think that you weren't worth that. And this is why I'm saying at the end of the day, you still have to stand your ground when you go home and you think, wow, I can't do anymore. Take a look at yourself in the mirror and say, I know my worth. I know I'm a diamond. I know I'm wonderful. You have to encourage yourself. You have to speak victory over yourself. And you got to tell yourself day in and day out. The diamonds is not the important thing. 
the important the wealth is not the important thing because all of that will go one day the important thing is how did it make you feel knowing that you were the diamond you are the diamond doesn't it make you feel good to know that you're special and that you're good and i just wanted to share with you all because you know my podcast is all about sharing um things that happen in my life that i feel that could be beneficial to you all or maybe to inspire someone or to uplift someone but yeah um it was very interesting for me to wake up at four o'clock in the morning for me to hear that message and for me to share it with you all see there's a purpose for everything and i don't know who's listening to this but i hope that you enjoy um always share and um yeah guys there's one more episode left in season 12 and then when episode 10 airs then i will be on a three-week break and then it'll be season 13. i think i messed up a little bit and probably in some of the um this happened i think i probably mentioned season 13 because uh, I was doing a bunch of them at, at a time. But yeah, guys, this is season um, 12, episode 9. Um, also note that um, if you want, I have to come up with a, um, I have to come up with a, a commercial-like tagline thing for my candle business. But um, here it goes. But if you want a clean candle that has magnificent magnificent sense and you want to wake up the ZZ in your life, go to Zenzaya Candle Company. Zenzaya Candle Company is a black-owned business, woman-owned business by me, Lisa Waldron. Um, having products that are soy-based, um, toxic-free, it's vegan, it's eco-friendly. Um, right now, the store has um soy candles and wax melts and there's so much more to come you see why i need to work on that whole tagline thing and and the commercial like um things so i can tell you all the goodness of the candle business anyway guys check it out on www.zenziacandico.com You've been listening to Go Tell Lisa Podcast with Lisa Waldron, where you can find a new episode each Monday by typing in Go, the number 10, L-I-S-A, all one word, G-O, one zero, L-I-S-A. Go Tell Lisa Podcast can be found on any podcast app, bringing you great content, inspirational things that you can share and do within your own life. Hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Until next time, peace, love. Bye.